This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with HG, founder of So Rare Data, and we discussed lots of things, including the La Liga partnership, subs, stacking, So Rare Data's recent investment. We answered lots of your questions, and we played the 1.37pm game. I hope you enjoy it. So, HG, a.k.a. Maxime, a.k.a. So Rare Data, how are you? Thank you for finally joining me. It's It's been a while. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I'm really glad to be here. And uh, I'm not really so our data anymore. Like, I, I'm part of it, but it's growing, like, to a bigger team. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're I, not a one-man party anymore, or at least very soon. Yeah, it's, it's starting to become... Uh, uh, a team let's say and uh i'm glad that's that's uh that's great i'm glad to have yeah i'm glad to have people on board because i was just saying to you before we uh recorded like i've literally spent every day on your site for the last year however much content i've created and your site is always sort of center center point to that and the reason is is because it's just amazing what what you can actually get out of so rare data so it's honestly, it's great to finally have you on. But for everyone listening, look, I'm aware that you've been on all the podcasts recently to celebrate your recent success. So we definitely touch on that. But just to let everyone know, we're going to kind of it'll be the normal kind of show structure. There's lots of things to talk about this week um, and we'll talk about them with you. But before we do, um, you've been the manager of HGFC. I think you're the long you've, of all the guests I've had so far. You've been on the longest. You've been on since the 19th of March 2019. So two and a half years. You know, a lot of people joined just six months ago who I've spoke to, so that's a long time. Do you want to give people just a very quick summary of kind of your time on So Rare, how So Rare yeah. Data happened, and, and every, whatever you want to say, really? Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess, uh, so I, I knew Nicolas, so the CEO of So Rare, back from the French ecosystem, uh, because uh, we worked in not similar companies, but companies in the French uh, blockchain ecosystem. And uh, obviously, when he tried, when we launched So Rare, he asked me if I wanted to join, and I said, okay. And uh, started by like sending point, point 0.1 ETH. At the time, it was like, I don't know, maybe 100 <laughs> euros or something. No, no maybe less. Less. 50, 50 euros or something. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, um, like, I think the first time I went on the, on the platform, I, I just closed the tab. Uh, uh, <laughs> like the first time out because it was like a very new and obviously players I didn't know at all and maybe the first time I really played the game is at the end of the Jupiter Pro League season like in June uh, 2019 and the first time I really invested in players was in um, August 2019 when they released the uh, 2019 cards um, and the first thing I've done is a spreadsheet with like the players I wanted, like the cards for auction, and trying on to go on uh, transfer market and checking uh, the players' value, etc., their contract. And obviously, it was a waste of time. And I was like, I, mm. I can't do that for <laughs> for like for every player in the world. So yeah, decided to build my database. And obviously, with the a technical background I have, uh, it was pretty simple to interact with the blockchain they were using at the time. And so 
built my own database to actually get like uh, the data I wanted and started to build a website to actually see that this data more uh, efficiently. And in June 2020, decided to release it to the public. And yeah, from then it's just a wide, very wide ride and uh, never expected to be here today talking to you about uh, so that are raising money and actually being that important in the game. And I'm very happy to be at that point in time and uh, at, uh, at this stage. And uh, I'm looking forward to actually bringing a bit uh, further and further every day. Yeah, no, it's amazing the amount of stuff contained in Sora Data. I would genuinely be lost without it, as would many managers. I think it's the first place I send people. Um, there's so many people who message me every week about signing up to Sora and whatever, whatever else. And my kind of key line to them is Sora Data is your new best friend because it really helps. That should be your slogan, but um, it really <laughs> helps you just like the valuation of players is a big one for me and just historic prices. Like without Sora Data there, we'd all be screwed. So um, I applaud you for that. But Look, there, there's a lot to speak about this week. Um, before we do, one thing that I've noticed you've added to so rare data this week is the it's the combos. So on different players, like now you've got the combos tab, and you can kind of check out how they stack up with other people. And we'll maybe yeah. get into stacking soon because it's such a funny topic. People like hate hate the idea of stacking, or hate the word stacking, or hate that anyone likes doing it. But then some people love it, some people hate it. So maybe we'll discuss that at some stage. But before we do, there, there, there's one thing that has to be spoke about this week straight off the top. Um, last week with Nepenthes, I was we were speculating about what was going to be announced last Thursday. I think everyone kind of knew it was La Liga. That's what we said. But when it actually happened, I think for me, like you probably knew as well as anyone, like that, that was 95% what was going to happen. So whenever it eventually happened, it was kind of just like, oh yeah, well, like, of course. But... I think how it was executed and the nature of, of the day, how official it all looked, the fact that Eto was there, that Clivert was there, that whoever else was there, the set they were on, it just looked so legit. It looked so real. And it was like, I don't know, if you'd have just shown me an announcement on an email, like, so rare partners with La Liga, it would have been like, oh, yay, we all knew this was happening. But whenever I actually seen the magnitude of the situation and how big a day it was, it really excited me. Um... So I think it was much more exciting than I expected it to be, is what I'm trying to get at. Did you? How did you find it? Did you think it was well executed, other than the sound issues on Twitch? <laughs> yeah, I, obviously the sound issues were um, uh, troubling, let's say. But no, I guess I guess I was surprised to see uh, Ito and in um, um promoting the game. But I think for uh, like maybe old players like me and some uh, of the community, it's it's exciting in, in some way, but it's not that big of a deal because I know that Sora is a legit product. But I guess for people that don't really trust Sora or are new to the game, it's important to get that kind of confirmation from big leagues that mm. um, these guys are legit players and... Uh, and and also Sora is probably investing in um, in La Liga or at least investing to get a partnership with La Liga because uh, obviously we've seen we're, with the latest weekly challenge offering a VIP experience to the Classico and also 
um, in the next weekly challenge, um, uh, giving away uh, ticket cards, they say. So I guess that means that there is going to be another uh, experience layer added to the game with connecting the game to actually the real life experience and why not having cards that can give you access to games. Mm. So I guess that's one thing I, I, I get out of this is actually this, uh, enabling Sora to actually bring an, another experience and another layer of uh, uh, content and also possibilities to the game. And that's what I'm really excited about. It's the possibilities and the synergies with uh, the La Liga at the end. I think it's amazing. And you know what's so funny? I actually didn't even notice that Ticket Edition Weekly thing. I just thought it was another Spanish weekly I, d I didn't even read it and i'm actually after before we talked i recorded like my weekly lineup builder thing and i stuck in a team i have a team there and it's, it's looking pretty good but i didn't realize that there were two la liga ticket cards for each of the top 100 like geez i might actually go for a bit harder now but yeah. um yeah that's really cool i actually won i have a heartbreaking story that i'm going to share on podcast i shared it on youtube in the special weekly so last week's special weekly the winner was migo yeah. Uh, let me just I'm pulling up the leaderboard here. I think he won with a score of like four hundred and thirty-one. Yeah. Um. So congratulations, Migo. Good luck with that. I came thirty-sixth HD, right? And I had three hundred and seventy-eight points. So I was like, what, fifty-three points, um, off winning, and I had burned Leno, who didn't play in nets, and they kept a clean sheet. The reason I played him is because they were at home to Norwich, and I was like, that's a clean sheet for Arsenal. Yeah. That's sixty points. Had Leno played, had they kept a clean sheet, I'd be going. But um, congratulations, Amigo. My heart is broken. Um, but I also but, have won a special edition Danny Parejo, so I'm happy with that. But anyway. Uh, that, that's pretty good. But uh, actually, uh, uh, what what will be interesting to see if, uh, I guess, the 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 Classico experience goes with the con. And Migo received the card, and maybe he will decide to sell the, the card yeah. instead of... I don't know how, how, how this will work, but it, it will be interesting to see what uh, mechanism uh, they have uh, um, planned for this. Because they can say, you maybe you have to burn the card if uh, you enjoy the experience that goes with the card, or maybe you, ca you, you, you keep it. I don't know. But uh, that would be interesting to watch. I think it's just whoever owns it on the 30th of September or some date. If you own it, you redeem the prize. Um so if I, like, I mean, maybe Migo's got a wedding he has to go to. Maybe he can't make it or she can't make it. I don't know who Migo is. Yeah. See the name around a lot. is a bit of a whale, but um, I mean, you just never know what people's situations are. So maybe he's no interest in El Clasico and gee, I wonder what it would go for. Because I mean, whatever about the Jared Piquet limited edition card, I don't know how collectible it really is. It's probably collectible enough, but like, I think the experience, some people would pay a lot of money for that. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it kind of has a finite value because you could probably buy it elsewhere. Do you know, you could buy tickets to El Clasico, you could buy hotels, flights, accommodation. So it does have a value. Um, but look, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But bottom line for me, I think the La Liga announcement, while it was everyone expected it, I loved the execution. I loved seeing such big figures in football talking about it. I loved the Jared Pique selfies and stuff that he'd been doing on Instagram for weeks. And that turned out to be all part of his plan for for so rare i mean i loved it so yeah very excited um and i'm i'm really loving just to kind of finish up on that from my perspective i am loving this like this ticket weekly thing i love the uh, classic experience what i really love about the future of so rare is the the real life experience and that's something that really makes me buy in um 
because I think that's what'll really drive card values down the line. Um, yeah. I don't because otherwise you're all just buying cards to win more cards that are you buy to win more cards and it just kind of fizzles out. I think, but with these experiences that can't really be got elsewhere, if they have this for all the leagues, different tickets, VIP experiences, oh, I, I mean, I think it's going to be crazy where we are in a year or two's time. But HG, is there anything else on the league or will we move on to the next topic? No, I guess we covered it all. We covered it all. So, look, that the Liga, it had to steal the, the top of the show, I think. But basically, we're going to get into the, the investment in so rare data, I think, a lot in the questions. But in a nutshell, you've had 700 grand or something invested in you, which is obviously yep. incredible. Um, I don't know how long that's been coming or how long you've been working behind the scenes, but, like, that's crazy. Like, what that's actually going to do for you. Have You, you haven't been full-time at so rare data so far. You probably, I assume you will be now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, starting this month, I'm full-time on Sora Data. And, uh, yeah, we've been in talks during the month of June, basically. And, um, yeah, went pretty well, obviously. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was my first experience as, uh, uh, like, raising funds for a company. And so, uh, kind of new to me. And, uh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, it will enable lots of things, and uh, obviously, one thing is um, staying with Soria, but uh, also the, the kind of the end game for the company is also uh, bringing similar experiences that Soria Data brings to other games, and why not mm. DFS games or, or NFT projects? But uh, but yeah, obviously, um, still trying to uh, develop the platform, uh, bring other features. Uh, and also, yeah, of course, the priority is re- recruiting people, hiring people, um, especially engineers, and um, <laughs> and that's that's the that's the golden <laughs> the golden resource, let's say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, going full time on this, obviously, but uh, it, it's it's like it's a pleasure, and it's uh, uh, I'm very proud to have like the market validating the the the, the company and and the product. And what is especially important and very, um, very uh, some kind of weird also is um, all my investors basically even the the people that are uh, in funds uh, play Sora and use Sora data. So that was pretty easy, like to say, "Hey guys, do you want to invest?" <laughs> and they yeah. they know the value that brings Sora data already. So. Um, so it was pretty easy to talk about the product, but obviously there's a lot of work to do on the product for the, the coming months and years. And, uh, yeah, very excited to build that. And, uh, I'm trying to keep on with my, uh, feature release rhythm and trying to release features as, as fast as I can. And, uh, yeah, with combo this week's, uh, this week is trying to release like very oriented data stuff right now and uh, trying to um, allow people to make better decisions when they uh, line up uh, SO5 lineups and uh, well players and uh, yeah pretty much the focus right now but also um, developing on the side with uh, someone else uh, a mobile application to uh, bring a a live experience that is a bit different that uh, right now and uh, trying uh, progressively to add the features that are available on Sora Data on desktop, but also to a mobile app. Mm. 
I think one of the biggest things people use so rare data for is to screenshot lineups because it's such a nightmare and so rare. But um, no, it's it's hard for me to even fathom. Like, I'm just, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm not that creative or I don't know what it is. But like, for me to think like so rare can, data can be so much more and to think of what will possibly come down the line kind of blows my mind because <laughs> everything I need is there. But you, you, there's things that you could use and that you need that you don't realize exist or that yeah. could exist. What I'm trying to say is there's so much potential there that I can't even begin to fathom. So look, I'm really excited to see uh, what you being full time and recruiting more team members does. Um, and yeah, look, all the best for it. I'm sure we'll be. We'll be seeing it. I'm sure we'll speak about it down the line when, when big yeah, things happen. Sure. But um, there's a lot on that in the question. So we'll get back to that. Um, but there's a couple of points I just want to throw in for a bit of a conversation with you before we get to the, the questions. Um, because they've been all over the timeline this week. They've been all over Discord. They've been everywhere. And to be fair, they linger around a lot. And I think it was pretty. it was predicted pretty well that this would come up this week because obviously last week was DMP nightmare um, with everything that was going on. But subs have been a hot topic of conversation. Maybe it's just in my little echo chamber on Twitter, but I have seen subs talked about more than ever this week. Um, what in a, What are your gut feel? What's your gut feel on subs on so rare? Yay or nay? If you have to say yay or nay, nay, nay. Okay, nay. Yeah, I'm nay. the same. Definitely I am nay. the same. I am actually an A, right? And I do see both sides. And I don't know if I'm 60, 40 or 730. Um, and I think someone used one of my tweets kind of moaning about a DMP as like a validation for the like, let's have subs. This gives users heartbreaks. I think it's the, the heartbreak of a DMP that makes not getting a DMP so sweet. Whenever you get five players that play, it's brilliant. I love it. Whenever you've got four players that have played and you're sweating the last guy, getting some minutes on the pitch. I love that. Um, there's so much to it, but like, I'm sure you've probably thought about this a lot or had a lot of conversations about this over the years on So Rare. Yeah, sure. And um, yeah, people have different opinions on this, but of course, um, um, I guess I'm against subs in the current format. I guess with five players, uh, but also... I have like a pretty large gallery and it's pretty easy for me to say that uh, subs are not something I want because if you have limited options, uh, for example, sometimes you can bring another player, like another extra player uh, to sub in. Um, that that would be for some people that are only playing, for example, Division 4, All-Star Division 4, that, that, that could help them getting to a, another level and to reach the thresholds. But Anyway, um, I guess getting five players that play is not that much of a struggle. I guess for mm. these kind of weeks with COVID issues in South America, etc., it, it, it's a struggle for that weeks, for these kind of weeks. But I guess finding 11 players to play, for example, when you play like uh, other fantasy yeah. games or even side games on Sarah Data, it's why Sarah Data has subs included because 11 players, it's it's like a real football team and a real football team you have actual subs and you can sub in players uh, if they don't play so that for 11 players maybe even eight players that makes sense but for five players i guess it would it would also give too much of an advantage for large galleries imagine that you have like Lewandowski, Kimmich and Goretzka and you don't know if Nabri or Sané is going to play 
you just or for example, you just put a sub in it and say, yeah, if if there's a DNP, I, I'll get uh, the last one in, and that's okay. And I guess for uh, people that have limited options also and have like 15 cards to play with, um, they just play their 15 cards and that's it. And I guess that would be very frustrating for um, for someone that played five real starters and see mm. one guy that has five, star five, five cards plus one sub and gets advantage of that sub and and gets pa gets past him on, on the leaderboard i guess i would be very frustrated that someone uh go past me because they had a sub mm. and and i i don't think it's that much of a problem i guess we all had dnps in our lineups sometimes weeks like with no valid lineups because of dnps and it's very frustrating but you have tournaments every three days basically or three or four days twice a week and sometimes you win sometimes you lose you can't always win obviously and and i guess the the, mm. the last thing i want to say about this research is key on that and mm. I, i've seen players that have a very low number of dnps that you can't really predict because just stuff happens that you don't even know about it yeah unless you're in the, the the actual club but if you research and if you have the right the right resources and you spend time on it you can reduce the number of dnps that you do you have during a so5 tournament yeah i mean for me like i i always say this i have the age of youtube you know like i make i have a channel i put out videos and people are kind enough to let me know if I have DMPs because I build lineups there. But I do do a lot of research on top of that. Before I build the lineups and all, I'm sitting on Google, I'm running around, I'm looking through people's Twitters and Instagrams trying to work it out. But for me, I think the reason I'm saying no is for SO5, down the line, I completely agree. If there's an SO8, an SO11, whatever, do you know, whenever you get to that number of players, it's almost impossible to predict 11 starters unless you just pick obviously the most nailed players, but I'm saying to actually pick players with peak scores or players within your gallery, pick an 11 that start that you feel have a good chance could be very hard and therefore subs would be required. Um, but I think for SO5, it's not necessarily a necessity. And I think so rare would risk much more upset by changing it than just staying as it is. Like it's not broken. Don't fix it. We all have a lot of fun. You know, there are those frustrating weeks where you have a DMP, but you have no one to blame but yourself or the coach or the hamstring of the player that doesn't play but for me it's a, it's part of the game it's trying to find the players that'll play doing the research putting the time in um, and it would massively now don't get me wrong i get the arguments for the arguments are that not having dmps having players that score competing better not being not having four 80 plus scores in a dmp and then instead of winning a tournament you're like 43rd and you get a tier three reward I get it and I get the enjoyment factor, but equally, I think the upset it would cause, it just doesn't make sense because, I mean, what people will and just scream is that wheels want it, the wheels are crying for it because they have deeper galleries and, as you say, they can stick in their Bayern stack and stick in Sané and they can play Nabry and whoever plays, they'll get the points and they have the depth and they have the money and their subs will be better than my subs and I can't afford subs and... I need seven players now instead of five and blah, blah, blah. So look, do I think it could be 
incorporated down the line in either a different game mode, a different amount of players, absolutely. But for SO5, I think it's out of, it's just not going to happen. It's something nice to talk about in the community and we'll all argue about it and get passionate about it. But at the end of the day, it's a pointless conversation because I just don't think, I just don't think it's ever a decision so rare would make to change that um, without a year, a year's notice or something crazy. <laughs> like, I, I just don't see it personally, but I've been wrong yeah, before. Probably not, yeah. I agree on the other the other one in terms of building lineups in terms of the structure of so5 as a game is stacking now i find stacking so funny because i didn't really talk about it it's something that naturally i may have done um and definitely was something i would consider when i played fpl but i never really talked about stacking as stacking until the so rare andrews came along with their big dfs heads and kept talking about it and then i was like ah that makes a lot of sense and I've had a good bit of success with it, particularly, I just, in, personally, I enjoy it defensively. I enjoy having two players, I've only one clean sheet to worry about, a high-scoring defender who has a high baseline and a good keeper, stick them in, like Van Devert and Cuesta or Lukumi, um, who's my other one, Mulder and Van Uick. Um, I have a few of them about. I love it because I only have one clean sheet to worry about. It's a double whammy. When it comes in, you're set up lovely for the week. In attack, I don't care as much. I do do it with the Ajax guys. I don't care as much. But there seems to be this narrative running around the community where people who talk about stacking think it's the only way to play. And I completely get that five separate players can compete. I completely get that five single players can win many weeks. I just think, for me, I prefer particularly the defensive stack because I, I just like, for myself, having one clean sheet to worry about. Trying to pick two is tough. And I know you don't necessarily need a clean sheet with a defender in particular, but like um that's so that's a general kind of talk about stacking for me. But the big thing that people are talking about is should you be allowed to actually do it? Should you be allowed a five player stack, a four player stack, a three player stack? And what people always bring up is FPL, max three players per team, other DFS games, max X amount of players per team. And I do get that argument. But again, I think on SO5. We're too far down the road to go changing the rules there, personally. Um, could they make it where you need two teams? Maybe, with a lot of notice. But, I don't know. I, yeah, not, what not, do you think? Not really, yeah, not really convinced that um, forbidding five-man uh, lineups with uh, the same team is actually a good thing. I'm not convinced at all. And uh, no. But, <clears throat> I guess... Uh, stacks work well at at first you have to own five players on one team that's um and they have to play that's kind of a hard requirement and not a lot of people have actually that <laughs> that uh, possibility but let's say you have five players uh from the same team at the right positions um i guess the only time you actually play stacks or even even a goalkeeper defender or uh, even if you add the midfielder with that is when the team is having a good matchup mm. like today to for this week I'm playing four players of uh, PSG because they're playing Bruges and obviously PSG is going to cross them and <laughs> I hope it doesn't yeah. happen now I hope it doesn't happen but yeah I I, I hedge myself with captaining Van Aken in another division so <laughs> yeah, Van Aken yeah. scores a goal that's good too but anyway um I do that because PSG is going to crush well I guess it's going to crush uh Bruges 
and stacks don't work uh, the same every game week. And uh, like buying a stack from PSG or Bayern is not necessarily your way to victory every time. But I guess uh, buying five players that start regularly and that have consistent averages is better than just one stack of a team. Uh, because mm. um, you will be able to play this stack every game week, but it will probably not perform every game week. It will perform on some. Like, Bayern stacks don't perform that well. The only stack that goes pretty well for Bayern is Kimmich and Lewandowski. It's a crazy high number of uh, games with 60 points of more for the, the Pobles players. It's pretty crazy, mm. like it's 75% of the games. But... Jeez. But... I guess my point is stacks work only if uh, the team you're playing, the, the team that is uh, that you're stacking players off is going to have a good matchup, and that's a pretty big gamble if you're investing on a stack. I guess if you're investing on different players that have consistent good performances. Uh, and at some point in time, you find out to have uh, multiple players of a team. That makes sense to actually build a stack because they have a good matchup. But to me, it's the same thing that picking five players that have good matchups this week. Just you find out to have like the five players of the same team that have the same matchup, the same good matchup. At the end of the day, my perspective on picking players is finding the right matchups and also trying to pick the players or the other cards that are not that much played in the division that I will mm. be playing them in. And That's something I don't do, and I should probably do more, trying to play players in divisions where they're not playing against themselves. I never do that, but I really should do that. Yeah. So, like, give me an example. Like, what sort of players aren't often played? So, like, high-owned under-23 players, or, like, high-scoring under-23 players will be played in under-23s. Yeah. Predominantly. Sometimes, oh yeah, yeah, of course, Lafon. If you play Lafon, for example, in in All Star or even Champion Europe, you will have pretty be pretty much like no competition on that Lafon mm. card. Um, but uh, for example, there are players that are heavily played in All Star divisions, like you know when you have like pretty good scoring players, but not that great uh, mm. scoring players. They are. Uh, downgraded to not to all star because I, I guess people tend to prioritize uh, regional divisions and uh, then like fill their all star uh, divisions yeah. with like leftovers and I guess that makes a good opportunity for all star division tr three uh, lineups because uh, the payout is great I mean like the top hundred players get like tier one cards or plus so or tier zero like the the Top 30 play, uh, players get like a tier zero, so that's pretty amazing. And yes, it is. And and the competition there is not that um, that great, I guess. Like players are just uh, managers are just sending their leftovers to a ASD three, and <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but that's that's yeah. normal because people tend to believe that uh, getting like top 10 in champion europe like to get a, a tier zero or something is better than to get to uh top 90 of all-star division three because they don't want to gamble and get like a champion asia or champion america player they don't want 
and I guess that's okay. But but that that uh, also allows people to play five rares in All Star Division three, five good rares, and get a real good shot at some great prices. And You're tempted me, like yeah. you 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 can. But right now you can see on Solita on the lineup builder if your player is actually played in the division or not, and you'll see like players like Silimani, which is a really great player he scores like uh, 60 on average he's mainly played in all South divisions and not in challenger europe so mm. play him in challenger europe you will probably um, um use him better there than uh, in all-star and on the contrary sometimes I-, I guess the best lineup you can do in all-star division three is a champion europe lineup with good players because champion europe players score more on average than other division, uh, than other regions, and Champion Europe D three is too competitive uh, to actually get a good price. So, put that lineup in All Star Division three. Maybe you will get a Champion Asia player, but the, he will probably have a good averages and good scores and good selling value, and you will probably get uh, a lot more prizes than um, in Champion Europe. Casey, you've literally just blown my mind because like like you've properly blown my mind and I can't believe that I've missed this to date and that shows why you need to look at prize pools because like let's say for example game with 202 common my champion Europe team is solid like it's a good team I have now apart from the keeper <laughs> but you never know keepers I don't really back uh, to get too many points from anyway Nubel right but once you get past Nubel I've got Trent uh, Alexander Arnold, Danny Parejo, who's back from injury, and Cristiano Ronaldo, right? And then my, my f- extra, I've actually stuck in Koulibaly just because he scores seventies for fun, yeah. um, <laughs> right? That's a solid team, right? That's a pretty good team, yeah. That's a pretty good team, but like if I go to Champion D four, right? I'm just looking here with the prize pool. Champion Europe D four. For me to get a tier one rare or better, I need to be in the top 11 players, right? Yeah. Okay, it's a champion Europe player, whatever. Top 11 players. Now, already on Wednesday as we record, another like 36 hours to the deadline, more 41 hours or something stupid to the deadline. There's 700 entrants, right? Whereas if I go to Global All-Star D3, and as you say, that's a lot of people just throwing in shit lineups because why not? You may as well have a go. Yeah. I mean, okay, there's a lot of entrants there, but the top 86 players get a tier one rare or better. Yeah. And if you the look top at 30 players get a star rare. Yeah. And if you look at like um, game week, uh, so the last game week, 200, mm. it, it was a pretty low scoring game week. So you, you, you might want to look at other divisions or other game weeks, but uh, yeah, I've placed fair. 36 uh, with 386 points. And so got a tier one rare, and so the place, the last place to get the tier one was ninety third, and he got or the person got um, three hundred and nine uh, fifty five points. So five points, yeah. So for five good rares, scoring that three hundred and fifty five points is it's achievable, let's say, and mm. it's. I guess if you have a good lineup, you should play it in All-Star Division 3. Of course, I got Yamane. So Yamane was a godlike player like in back in the days. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. today is a bit more 
oh yeah, he's scoring less, obviously, but that's still a good reward. That's a good player that is in my gallery that I didn't own before. And if I'm not satisfied with him, I just sell it on the market and uh, continue to build my gallery. So um, that's something that is going to come up uh, on the website at some point, like later this week, maybe uh, over the weekend, is actually seeing the number of lineups that is that you that um, is actually possible for every division like telling you uh okay this division like uh, maybe a thousand managers can enter the division but also tell you what's the average of uh, points um to get a reward like let's say mm. on average um uh, people get a card if they score 370 points and that way you will be able also to see the competition um is the competition harder in champion europe or is it harder in uh, all-star divisions and i guess uh, i i didn't look at the number the numbers yet but i guess it, it's it's pretty easy it's the competition is in regional divisions and people don't care about all-star divisions while i think they should care a bit more Mm. yeah no you've you've opened my eyes there i'm glad i brought that topic up and i'm kind of got it because i've recorded the lineup building video and i think i might have to go and tear it up and start again <laughs> because i actually and you know what i know quinny always talks about d3 he loves d3s and i never really knew why and obviously there's good reason because the man knows his stuff but here we are um hg look based on time you need to bounce in about 15 minutes i was thinking we'll jump onto some questions from twitter yeah sure Okay, so I put it up today, later than usual actually, and still there was a good bit of engagement, so thanks to everyone. And so everyone knows how we work this. I post on Twitter normally a day before I record with someone, um, and you can ask questions, put topics up to discuss, and the most liked ones get asked first. Before I read out the first one, I just want to thank everyone who's left a review. There's been a few over the last few weeks. Uh, Ross4 left one. Uh, Alexander Dobbins, thank you. Derek MCF, Sweepy McSweeperson, which is a funny name. Aslovy, and there's loads more. Thank you so much. Please go and leave me a review if you're on Apple. Steal your girlfriend's phone and do it because I do this podcast with 1.37pm and they're looking at numbers more than me. And you see if the numbers aren't good, they'll shout at me. So... Go and help me out. <laughs> um, yeah, so make sure you go and leave a review because it'll make me look really good um, and they'll want to keep doing this podcast. Okay, so HG, let's find the first, the most liked comment of the day. It's from Mick Gawka. McBride Ace, the man, the myth, the legend, part of the Scottish contingent. Will Limited be allowed in the leagues? And if so, when? Now, I love going to So Rare Data. I love the little side game, setting up the leagues um and the cups i always miss the cups though but the leagues every week i'm putting in teams and it's a fun little side game because if you've had a shit game week you might be able to just beat someone who you know in the community or yeah. whatever but yeah the question will limiteds be allowed anytime soon yeah so no decision on that yet but i guess uh i'm waiting for the current season to end it's ending um in game week 204 so the next game week after or the next uh Weekend game week after this one, and um, I guess uh, to, th there will be too many players with limited cards only, or with so few rare cards that they won't be able to enter uh, uh, Swadata leagues as they currently exist. So um, they will probably have um, will probably have two leagues: one league with rare, super rare, and uniques, 
and one other league with limited uh, cards only. Um, and I guess that will, of course, have different price pools, but uh, I have to work also with Soria on price pools. But I guess uh, that would be a bad idea not to include limited players in the side mm -hmm. games because they own Soria cards, so why? why? Because they own yellow cards, why wouldn't they play <laughs> side games? So I guess there will be... <clears throat> There will be allowed, but um, in different competitions. Yeah. Oh, I think they have to be included. I don't think there's any two ways about that, but it would be a bit sickening if in a cup you rocked up with your super rares and rares and got beat by someone with some limiteds that cost them 50 quid, um, particularly if you're playing for a big prize. The leagues, I don't know. I'm sure you've put way more thought into this than me because I've been thinking about it for about 14 seconds, but um, depending on your rank and which sort of league you're in, I'm in the yeah. semi-pro manager league at the minute. Maybe that depends on the league, which sort of segment you're in. Yeah, um, probably not. There will be, I guess, two a similar ladder for every league, but uh, yeah. well, let's say for um, rare leagues and limited leagues. And um, yeah, I guess you would be able also to enter both leagues if you want to play limited yeah, yeah. leagues and limited uh, and not limited leagues you would be able to enter those so i guess that way people who have rare cards and limited cards can play both games but players that only have limited can also um mm. go there but uh, i'm looking forward to announce uh, well i'm looking forward to announce uh, at some point in time new prize pools who will be probably enhanced and with a lot more uh, limited cards uh, for the limited competitions. And um, yeah, hopefully... Throwing uh, that money around, baby. No, 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 no. <laughs> Never throwing my money, throwing <laughs> Soria's money. <laughs> no, no uh, very good. Taking also, um, yeah, taking the opportunity also to thank, Thor uh, thank Soria, of course, for the investment, but for uh, the support they're bringing for Sora Data Side Games, they're providing basically most of the prize pools, even tier zero cards, etc. So uh, thanks a lot to them for um, uh, supporting Sora Data. Great bunch of lad, lads and ladies. Yeah. Um, so um, the next question is from Sweet George. An obvious one that we'll probably get asked anyway, but where do you plan to take it? Um, you've kind of alluded to that. We can maybe go into that a bit better. But um, And his question, next one was, what's the plan with your SMCs? And then he came back five hours later and said, just realized it was so rare mega. I was thinking about with the SMCs. Will we see an SDC? Will we see some sort of credits on so rare data someday? No, 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 no SDCs. <laughs> no, sorry. No SDCs. No, no. Well, okay, then we'll answer his first question. Like, where do you want to take this? And I know, you, like, it's on the face of it, you know, you've kind of already said it, and there's all the kind of predictable things that will be said here. But, like, will there be a premium version would be my first question down the line. Will there be a subscription service for more premium data, alerts, whatever else, on your app? Do you know, is that something that's in the pipeline, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's no secret, I guess. Um, I've already announced it Um to the French press and in other podcasts I've done. Of course, a premium version is coming and uh, I guess it, it will be no surprise for people because if I want to live, <laughs> I need to have some kind of revenue. Big man needs I, to eat. Yeah, yeah I, I would be very happy to have like some kind of business model that wouldn't imply people paying for the service. But first, I want to reassure people it will be uh, not a, a 
not a high price monthly mm -hmm. uh it will be a, a very small price when you compare it to uh, even asd4 rewards so i guess one one of the points is just win one asd4 and you will have a subscription so all that uh, and yeah and and some more so i i guess the idea is to provide a, a service that is um <laughs> profitable for me i guess i have to yeah. i have to leave but also uh, increase the quality of the of the platform um uh, being able to answer support issues support tickets and being able to bring more people in the team to build more uh, the more more features i guess right now so data is kind kind of um, necessary if you want to play the game on like not a casual uh, perspective, let's say, because if you're a casual player and only have 10 minutes to dedicate to Sora every week, like you go on Sora, you build your teams, etc. Mm. But if you want to spend more time, Sora data is and will be the place where you will spend hours there because we will understand your needs and what you need to actually build your teams right and um, uh, make the right decisions. So I guess everything that helps managers to uh, have a better experience to make better decisions we will add no questions and we will we have tons of features that we want to implement but obviously it takes time takes time and money and as the grow the sites the site grows bigger sorry um obviously more problems traffic problems mm. come along like on on sunday night i was completely overwhelmed by the traffic uh, for SO5 results, but also, you know, the power hour for La Liga players and uh, the site completely crashed. And I guess once uh, it stabilized, uh, it stabilizes and uh, and uh, I'm pretty comfortable with uh, the platform and its state, uh, at that point, uh, we will introduce um, a subscription. But um, as I all, all also said, I'm okay with people digging the website like without paying for it, like digging the data on the website, like spending hours on it without paying a single penny and not having access to, let's say, aggregated data. Um, the, the only things I want people to pay for is saving time. I guess mm. when you have like uh, your, let's say, your best players in SO5, for example, the best card that you own and that's uh, got you a lot of rewards in SO5. That's an aggregated that's aggregated data. I guess I, I did the work for you. But if you want to check every card in your gallery and say, oh, this one, I guess it's the best one. Oh, no, I guess it's the best one. And try to see and look at yeah. the stats, you would be able to do that, but not um, access the data directly, like the, the information that you might yeah. want to get directly. No, I like it. I like it. And we answered um, Parier Panache question as well there. He asked, would there be a paid version? So there we go. Two birds, one stone. I could talk about that with you for much longer, but based on time, I'm just going to bang on to another one or two questions. Um, I think we've kind of covered this, but just to give him a shout and all, Pete has asked, P-E-E-T, that is, what developments can we expect regarding the SoRare Data Leagues and Cups in the near-term future? So other than the fact that Limiteds, there'll be the kind of parallel version for that um is there anything else we can expect in the cups or league soon mm, not really i guess i guess it's not the focus right now and yeah. uh it's yeah it, it, 
I know a lot of players love the Saradata side games, but it also takes a lot of time and I want to focus on, on data and on market data. And, uh, but I will do the work when it's needed to actually bring more um, uh, competitions. And uh, obviously looking at mod formats, like the Play Like Zero uh, competition was really fun to actually watch because people having like the same gallery is something I think is uh changing the game really because mm. you actually compete with other player with other players um uh, with the same cards and you can't say oh no uh you have better cards than me no you have the same gallery just be the best the best manager um yeah. so looking forward to introducing also some kind of some uh, more formats that are um enjoyable and uh once i get the prize pools um updated uh with Soria uh, I will be introducing um the cups the new cups I'm looking forward to um do and restarting the 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 cups that uh, players already know hmm. very good I'll bang another question or two at you HG and then we'll have to wrap up so um I'm just lo- I was actually just looking there to see if I'm on for a award I'm not on for a word on so rare data, but I am having a good a good season as such. Um, so let me see. Plastician has asked, do you have any plans in the future to partner with other crypto tokens like you did with Blackpool, offering entrants a chance to win airdrops of new crypto tokens? With so rare the main platform, uh, with so rare main platform so focused on fit users, do you see a potential for so rare data to open that avenue more? Sure. If you're a company and want to organize side games on Sora and you want to do it with me, let's do it. I mean, the Black the Blackpool Cup was it, it's not really a partnership, let's say, because they just wanted to organize a side game and I was like, okay, I can do it for you guys. I have the <laughs> I have the technology, yeah. let's say. But um uh and I, I've done the same thing for Rotowire and I could do the same thing for uh, I don't know, any podcast or any a company that wants some exposure, some exposure um, in the ecosystem, um, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm really open to that and exploring also other options to enhance the price pool uh, for those competitions. Like, for example, let's say if a betting website comes in and says um, you can enter the competition if you open an account on our platform, uh, that that's something I'm open to, and that would also enhance the price pool because they would pay for the rewards and uh, actually mm. um, bring some significant rewards to the top, I don't know, eight or 16 players. So that would be interesting to to do. So I'm very open to that. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's fair. Like, you know, anyone comes in, if they're willing to pay, put up prizes for the, the yeah. league or for the cup, I mean, it makes sense. Do you know, it's a bit of fun. It's something free for everyone to enter on the side. Um, I mean, the more the merrier for me, really. I want to enter as many cups and things as I can. Um, and look, we have to go here in a few minutes. So before we wrap up, I'm going to throw um, the 137 game at you. But first, just a big thanks to everyone else who submitted questions. Thank you so much for the engagement. Um, and a little spoiler alert, uh, Plastician will be talking to me next week. So hello, Plastician. And hello to everyone um, listening. Why have I said hello to you? I've been talking to you for a fucking hour. What am I doing, HG? I'm going off script and it's killing me. But um, Plastician will be talking to me next week. Yeah, so look forward to that one. The 137 game. 
So I've asked you to pick two players that are going to combine for a score of 137. Now, you told me before we recorded who you're going to pick, and I think you might set the highest score of the game ever. Um, you might win the game, but do you want to tell everyone who you've went for? Kimish and Lewandowski. It's the best combo. It's the best combo. Just, it's the best just, combo if you're trying to get the highest score. If you're trying to score 137 points, I think you're going to score 180. Yeah, it, on average, it scores 150. So I guess... Okay, you're hoping for a tough game for them. Do you know they're just below average performance? Yeah. Because I like it. They, they would be tired for from their uh, game at Barcelona yesterday. So maybe yeah. 137. And, and what do I win? If, <laughs> if you win, if yeah. you win, this is what you'll get. If you win, if you're the highest score in September, you'll get some so rare merch, which I'm sure you won't be wanting because you probably already have loads. But you get some so rare merch whenever they eventually send it out. Yeah. Um, I know they have other priorities. And you'll also, you're, I don't think you're ready for this, you're going to get some 1.37 p.m. merch if you hey, I want. I want that, yeah. yeah. And then maybe one day we can throw so rare data merch into the bundle as well. <laughs> maybe someday. Sure, I want sure. The, someday. I yeah. want the little green so rare data hat. That's what I want. <laughs> But um, look, HD, look, thank you so much for your time. It's an absolute pleasure. Best of luck with SoRare Data. I mean, as I say, I use it every day. You can probably actually check my account and see how much time I spend on it. But is there anything you want to say before you leave to anyone, anywhere you want people to find you or anything you want people to do? Yeah, so you can find me at uh, SoRare Data, of course, but also at MaximateG. Uh, you can write me emails to Maxim at SoRareData.com. I read emails, not Twitter DMs. Uh, because they're overwhelming. <laughs> also, not Discord. Don't don't do that. Emails are the best things. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, of course, thanks a lot to the community that has been supporting our data for for the past year, basically. And I love people retweeting and saying that they love features. And I'm hoping one day. <laughs> well, I'm hoping they will never stop doing that. And I'm hoping that. I won't have to see one day people saying that feature is bad. What did you do? <laughs> so yeah, um, bring on the feature uh, requests uh, by email if you want. And um, thanks a lot for using the website. Thanks a lot for supporting, following, and uh, engaging with the website and the, the Twitter account. Good stuff. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure we'll chat again down the line. Yeah, it'd be great to come on uh, at any point in time in the future. But uh, thanks for having me. And it was a real pleasure to, to be there. No worries. Bye-bye. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with HG. Thanks again to him for coming on. Make sure you leave me a review if you haven't already. It really, really helps in getting this podcast out to more people. And also keep an eye out in socials where I'll be announcing next week's podcast with Plastician to drop your topics and your questions in for us to cover next week. Have a great week and I'll chat to you soon.